because I just had play after all, that. So it was all good. It just yeah. I'm like I'm looking at it I'm like something looks just yep. like a hair out of focus. Yep. We are in a series on holy habits, habits that we believe can change your life. Now, the habits we're talking about, though, aren't just any old habits. We're not talking about habits like dieting or working out. We're talking specifically about habits that we see in the life of Jesus. Because we believe as followers of Jesus that our calling, when Jesus invites us to follow him, means we're also trying to live like Jesus lived and do the things that Jesus did. And so these habits that we're focusing on are habits that we see practiced in the life of Jesus. Historically, these are often referred to as spiritual disciplines. That when you look to the life of Jesus and you see Jesus forgiving others, when you see Jesus reading and studying the scriptures, when you see Jesus practicing Sabbath, when you see Jesus having time in stillness and solitude, when we see Jesus pray, all of these are habits that then we as followers of Jesus can try to implement into our life. Now, one of the interesting things about this practice of Sabbath, which is the one I want to focus on today, is Sabbath is actually the only of the spiritual disciplines that has its origins in the Ten Commandments. Commandments that have been around for thousands of years, even before Jesus. Sabbath actually even has its roots in the creation week itself. An interesting thing in the creation story, as God creates everything, he creates the land and the seas and says it's good. He creates the sun, the moon, the stars and says it's good. He creates humanity and says about Adam and Eve together that they are very good. But it's actually on the seventh day of creation, when God creates Sabbath, that he says about the Sabbath, he calls it holy. The only thing in God's creation that he calls holy is actually the Sabbath. And I wonder if often we have exchanged what is good and, it's, and settled for less than with what is holy. That we've done work, which is good, it's a part of the six days of creation, but we have missed what is holy. And so I want to challenge us to think about what would it look like for us to practice Sabbath. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, the author of Hebrews is describing Sabbath in order to do a couple things for, for um, the people who are reading and studying this book. One, he wants to connect the Sabbath to Jesus. Because as followers of Jesus, when we celebrate Sabbath, when we practice Sabbath, we rest because of the finished work of Jesus. We honor God because we know the work is done. We can stop our work because God's got it. Because he's got it under control because the work is is done. It's what Jesus said in Matthew 28 when he says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. It's a promise of Jesus that he lifts our burdens. And so the author of Hebrews connects Sabbath to Jesus because it's more than just a day off. But at the same time, he continues to help us know that the Sabbath rest that we have continues. In other words, it also continues to be a day off. So when I talk about Sabbath, I mean a 24-hour period of time that we are not working in order to honor God and enjoy his gifts. Now, I don't want to be legalistic about it, and you might have to find variations of how that works for you and your family, but I believe it's important to realize that the Sabbath is more than stopping work, but it's not less than that. And so I think there are three things when the author of Hebrews says, let us then make every effort to enter that rest that can be really important for us. And that's remembering, resisting, and playing. 
Now, remembering is important because that's the mindset we have to have in order to practice the Sabbath. Think about when you go on vacation. You actually have to do a lot of work in order to go on vacation. That week before you leave, you are preparing to not be working. You're making sure your coworkers can handle the responsibilities. You're making sure maybe clients know you're not gonna be able to be there and respond to their calls or their emails. Maybe you're even doing extra sales before you leave to make sure that you can compensate for the sales you're not gonna get while you're gone. You actually have to do work to not work. What I've learned trying to practice Sabbath with my family is it's required work to actually not work. If we want to not work on Saturday, which for us is when we are practicing Sabbath, I have to do work on Friday to be ready. We have to make sure the house is clean before we go out on a Friday evening so that on Saturday morning, I don't feel like the house needs to be clean. We have to think in advance of what are we going to do for dinner? Do we prepare dinner ahead of time or do we plan for eating out on Saturday so that we don't have to deal with that on Saturday? Or for us, we have to have conversations about being prepared, being ready for the Sabbath. Conversations with our kids about what is it going to look like? How are we going to practice screen time on the Sabbath? Because we don't want our kids to all just go on their own devices and watch YouTube on the Sabbath. And so we had conversations to figure out, all right, well, we're going to use screen time to be together. We're going to have a movie night or play games together as a family. And so for us, it's about preparing, being ready for that day so we can honor it. My daughter writes it on our calendar every week to make sure we don't forget the Sabbath is coming. Now we also have to resist and that's important. That's the part where I feel like you feel the work the hardest. And the reason this is important, and I also believe it's an encouragement because if it's difficult to practice Sabbath, I believe you're doing it right. Because it takes effort to move from being a 24 seven, always on, always connected world to creating for your world a 24-6 system. That's gonna get pushed back. People aren't going to like that. And so it requires a resistance. I believe in that we resist what Eugene Peterson referred to as the bastard Sabbath. He used that phrase in order to describe there's an illegitimate Sabbath, which we can say, well, that my day off is the day where I do all the other work. And Eugene Peterson wanted to suggest a Sabbath is about honoring God and enjoying his gifts, not about just getting all the other work done. And so that might be a day you need, a day off where you don't get paid, but you get all the work done, where you work on all the projects that have to get done around the house, but resist the temptation to have a day off that's just for those things and not having a day off that is for honoring God and enjoying the gifts he's given you. Now, the third thing is my favorite of the three, and that's playing. Thou shall not work is not the same as thou shall not play. God invites us to play on the Sabbath, to enjoy it. In fact, when God created everything, I would suggest that God rested on the seventh day of creation, not because he was tired. After all, he's an omnipotent God. He was not exhausted. He just wanted to enjoy the gifts. He wanted to enjoy his creation. And so use a Sabbath to play to play with your kids, to play outside, to go on a hike, play board games, enjoy the day as husband and wife, hang out with your friends, figure out what you enjoy to do. And our family got to figure out, like, what are the things we do together? We love playing a board game together. My kids love drinking soda on the Sabbath. They've, they've, they, we don't say yes every day, but on the Sabbath, they want a, a Sprite or a Coke. Like, yeah, go for it. We, every Sabbath, we have ice cream together. Like, it's a part of just the rhythm. Why? Not because it's spiritual, but because it's fun. 
And so figure out what works for you. My wife loves to just be alone and read a good book. I love to go see our friends. So sometimes the playing and the enjoyment is figuring out one thing we do what one person wants, what another time we do what somebody else wants. Now in all of these things, the reason it happens is because today God invites you to rest in order to receive his gifts. And the Sabbath in Hebrews 4, it connects the Sabbath to the finished work of Jesus and God's word speaking to you. And I believe for many of us, the reason we have difficulty hearing the voice of God is we are moving too quickly to hear it. That we are so busy and our days are so filled that we have trouble hearing God speak to us. And so may we find time to rest. May we find time to slow down and Sabbath because on the Sabbath, we can enter into the presence of God in the intentional moments where we speak of God, but also in the intentional moments where we simply enjoy the good gifts he's given us. I think I may have misquoted the scripture.